sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Let's roll. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Let's uh, do this thing. We're on the clock, man. We've got a lot of games uh, tonight. Once again, uh, something for everybody. Major League uh, Baseball, uh, if you're a, um, a diamond uh, head, we've got uh, NBA Basketball. Pete Yiannopoulos is going to step up and in. We're talking Lakers and Nuggets. And, of course, uh, we've got NFL Football on top uh, this evening. Uh, with the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. We've got a lot of line movement in that game. We'll get you caught up to date as far as that's concerned. And we've got line movement in the college uh, football game uh, as well. Uh, we've got South Alabama and UAB rivalry game, um, Alabama style, kicking it. Alabama, the Crimson Tide aren't the only uh, football team in the state of Alabama. We'll break uh, down that game. Pete Annapolis going to step up and then we'll talk NBA, basketball, uh, we'll get right down to business. we got baseball going off the board in a couple of minutes. What's going on, Cam? Yeah, Gabe, uh, shout out to you and uh, the rest of the crew. Great night last night. I saw you went 5-0 and in the NBA. Let's keep the train rolling, man. And I got a lot of question marks heading into this game. We could talk to Pete about it. Not only do the Lakers, you talked about LeBron flopping, but the fact that these guys actually penned a letter to the league. Oh, oh, LeBron, he gets all beat up and all. Oh, protect our player. And that's the thing. We talk about it. No, no league like the NBA is a star-driven league. I, I'd like to have an over-under on how many times he hits the charity stripe tonight. I really want to take Denver, but I got a bad feeling that the refs are going to be all over everything the Nuggets do tonight. It just seems to be the way it is. You know, I've talked, we've talked a lot about LeBron. Everybody talks a lot about LeBron. And over the years, I've been one of the, um, one of the people that, you know, has pointed out his flaws, uh, so to speak. I, I never really drank the LeBron Kool-Aid. Uh, but... You know, I've come around over the years. You have to, you, mm-hmm. know, you have to respect his greatness. But at the same point in True. time, the one thing that bothers me uh, bothers me the most, dude. You're six nine, two hundred and sixty pounds. You're one of the biggest dudes uh, in the NBA. Like I said, if LeBron James was in the UFC, he'd have to cut weight to be a heavyweight type thing. Like he'd be bigger than everyone in the UFC. And you know, g- give it up, bro. Like man up, a uh, fight through. Look at Kawhi. Kawhi like doesn't even show any emotion after he gets hacked. Uh, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's just the old LeBron and the, and the Lakers. Oh, woe is us. Woe is us after Denver wins uh, one game. I tell you, unless you're a Laker fan, I think uh, pretty much everybody is uh, pulling for the Denver Nuggets. And uh, you're right. It's a tough spot. And you know the league is going to be all over the Nuggets uh, tonight. You know the league wants the Los Angeles Lakers uh, to advance uh, to the finals. Uh, but um, the odds makers disagree. It's like a classic bounce back spot for the uh, the Lakers. But the point spread sits at six right now. Yeah, it's interesting, Gabe. I, I got to be honest. Uh, when I thought this line would come out with all those things that would happen, I thought it would be probably Lakers seven and a half. So, you know, Denver, these guys, let's let's call it out for what it is. If you looked at the last two games, and I know you do, you're watching more basketball than anybody. Denver played with these guys. And that's the thing. That's why the odds makers are coming up with a six, not a seven, well, seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, no, but and Gabe, and Gabe, the game before, yeah, know, they could have won if not for AD's three. Yeah, that's, that's what that's I'm talking about. That's the whole thing with yeah. the Denver Nuggets, that they're not a Cinderella team. 
It's not a Cinderella story. It's a crazy story that they've come back from 3-1 twice. But we talked about it. Even though the Clippers were 15-1 favorites, that was skewed, man. But that, that, was, that was a whacked-out number. Like, like, the Denver Nuggets didn't get here by beating the Clippers on, like, a lucky shot. Oh, we got lucky, and you know, at, at the buzzer. No, like, can't. they kicked the crap out of the Clippers in Game 7. Like, by 20 sure points. They beat the Lakers down the other night as well. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Moretzi. We're kicking on the Ranger Redhead. Cam, Stuart, Pete Annapolis, former assistant coach for UMass Minutemen, basketball lifer, RDS television analyst, uh, will join us. We're going to talk about this big Los Angeles Laker and Denver Nugget game. We've got NFL football on top, but this basketball game just has that sort of, you know, big game of the night uh, feel uh, to it. It's a big game, man. If the Lakers win this game, you know, Denver's going to be in the same spot that they've been in, down 3-1. And can they do it again? Probably not. Um, it's going to be tough to win three straight times against the Los Angeles Lakers. But they win tonight, and we've got a series uh, on our heads. But look, Denver's been unable to win, win these games tonight because they were down 3-1 in both their playoff series. So, uh, you know, Denver haven't responded in this spot uh, before. Point spread sitting at six right now. Total 214 and a half. We're going to get into it with Pete Annapolis. Cam, we've got baseball Going off the board uh, right now, yep. uh, the Nationals seem to play every night at 6.05 Eastern. I don't want any part of this baseball game. And then we got the White Sox and the Tribe coming up in a couple of minutes. And I'll tell you what, Cam, White Sox are picking a bad time to start slumping. Yeah, it's interesting, Gabe. It's kind of like uh, we talked about last night, and uh, you had a lot of winners last night. And one, I went to bet at least it kind of softened the blow with Oakland uh, plus 152 against the Dodgers. It was a real dicey situation. But here's the thing. Baseball's been pretty good. I'm probably going to take the, the Blue Jays a little bit later on. That's at 637. I know Pete's coming on the show. But I'm taking a shot with Washington, just going through the numbers. Corbin is a better pitcher. Don't let Peterson's numbers fool you, Gabe. If you really dig a lot deeper, uh, a little bit of luck with, with him in the Mets. So I'm going to go to the Washington Nationals. Small play on all the baseball. And uh, Keuchel and the White Sox are a dog uh, against the, the Tribe. And I'm going to go there. But you bring up a great point. They had a team meeting and say, guys, I know we're, we were on fire. We can't screw around. we got to start getting some wins before we roll into the playoffs. I expect the White Sox to respond today in a very good game. They celebrated too early. Like they had some. Oh, what a great year. What a great year we had. It's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you haven't done anything. You haven't done anything yet. Exactly. <laughs> I hate that stuff, man. Like even when I play, it's like, hey, we want to get, we didn't win anything, man. Like, we got to keep on going hey, and going. You ago, said it. Remember years ago, I was irate. The Toronto Blue Jays clinched a playoff spot. They partied for <laughs> four days, lost home field advantage, and then lost on the road in the playoffs. Game time yes. decisions. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Her story. Yeah. Uh, Matt. All right, Game Time Decisions uh, continues. I thought we came to an agreement uh, that that song was going to be deleted. And, and like, de de delete. They didn't get the email. <laughs> yeah, delete, delete. Yeah, delete. Like, all right, that's strike two. That's strike two, all right? Like, it's all good. I'm just stating, when it gets to, to strike three, like, you're going to be like polka, Matt, 
And um, yeah, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to have major problems. Um, no more. Although, you know what? We've, that song's almost too like, 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 I don't even know why everyone thinks like we, we you know, just burn it. Delete it, please. I know. We're, we're, we're doing a kid's show. Hey, it's Gabe and Cam and Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> Let's bring in Pianapolis right now because Pete's a busy man. High styling and profiling right now. Doesn't have his full mm-hmm. game suit on uh, yet, but you can just tell it's a nice looking car he's in. <laughs> What's going on, Pete? True. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to be Gabe Morenci when I grew up, man. That's the goal. That's the goal in life. And Cab Stewart as well, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Trust me. Trust me. No, uh, no, we, you don't want us. We, we appreciate no, that. We want to be you. <laughs> so listen, Pete, um, we got a 2-1 series here right now. Tonight's such a pivotal game. I mean, Denver's danced with the devil a couple of times and gotten away with it with the uh, being down three games to one. You're not going to come back on the Lakers uh, in this spot. If you're really going to win this series, you got to show up and fight tonight and, and play. And I think they can. And the odds makers agree. I mean, the Lakers are only six-point favorites uh, in this basketball game. You know, the problem is you're not going to be getting 26 from Jeremy Grant every night. But when, when you get a full collective effort offensively, they remind me of the Raptors a lot. They need the contributors to step up and give them 16, give them 18. Uh, but I was saying earlier, Pete, don't confuse Denver with a Cinderella story. Like, they didn't, like, luckily beat the Clippers. They kicked the crap out of the Clippers in that game seven. They kicked the crap out of the Lakers. Uh, the other night, like watching basketball, they were the better basketball team. And you've got AD and you got LeBron. And I want to get to your take on AD here. AD, I don't know if it went to his head, not his head, but the shot. And oftentimes we'll see that, guys. Like Ananobi, after he hit the shot, didn't have a great game the next game, right? And others, you're on that cloud. But AD had zero rebounds, bro, going into the fourth quarter. So I know he's going to crash the glass. They got out rebounded 44 25, Pete, uh, in the last game. So are you expecting the Lakers to go bigger here? And what's your take on what Denver have coming into this? Because I think Denver's very confident coming into tonight. No, you're absolutely right. Denver needs to have that sense of urgency coming into the game tonight like it's a game seven. Uh, they can't think that they're going to lose this game and come back three to one. It will not happen against the Lakers. Now, having said that, I love what you said about Jeremy Grant. Who's going to get those 26 points tonight? You know that Jokic is consistent. You know Jamal is consistent. They need that secondary scoring. Porter has been outstanding on that second unit. Interesting that Mike Malone with P.J. Dozier that got minutes in the fourth quarter in game two did not play at all in game three. What will Malone do here? He shrunk his rotation. Millsap's getting good production. Harris finally hit a three-point shot. They need that secondary scoring uh, to compete and stay with this Lakers team. The one thing about Denver They've been trailing most of this series. They need to get out in the good start. If they do that and they play with the lead like they did in game three, they're going to be tough to beat because in transition, Jokic just makes so many intelligent decisions with the basketball. On the other side, when I talk about the Lakers, you know, Dwight Howard had an impact in game one, but right now Jokic has figured him out. Jokic is just like toying with him. He's killing him. I think Vogel, even though you think that uh, Dwight Howard is maybe disrupting Jokic a little bit, he's not. Davis has got to go to the five, and the Lakers got to go small, and they got to push the tempo with Rondo, and LeBron's got to attack more. LeBron can't be facilitator and distributor of LeBron. He's got to score because if they don't have their sense of urgency tonight, this series is going to be locked up, and Denver is oh so close to making history here. Um, it's a great point. Now, listen, um, I want to ask you about AD, and as you stated, so they got crushed on the glass, 44-25, yet... It was pretty evident. I mean, AD 
who usually gives him anywhere between 10, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 rebounds, gave them nothing on the glass. As I stated, you know, he hit the big three, and now everything is from the outside. Everything is from the perimeter. What are you expecting tonight? I expect AD to be much more aggressive tonight, but as far as LeBron is concerned, LeBron's been good, but not great. He's sort of just, he's been another guy. He's been there. He's sort of let AD sort of carry the flow so far. Are you expecting uh, LeBron to take it to the rack and be much more aggressive tonight? And Cam brought up earlier that the league was crying that LeBron gets hit too much. And, you know, like, you know, like, really? What did the kids used to say in the old days? Would gag me with a spoon? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, come on, man. I mean, you saw the other night, Pete. Yeah, you got elbowed, bro. No one's disputing. It's a foul. It was a flagrant foul. It was accidental. Murray elbowed you in the face. You're also bigger than any UFC heavyweight. You went down like mm-hmm. Vince Carter used to. And, you know, it's one thing to flop, but it's another thing. I don't know if he likes the drama of, oh, my God, LeBron's hurt. And he'll act like he's in the shell yeah. and something's terrible. Then he's, he's up, but he's all good. It gets old, bro. Like, I'm trying not to, like, find, like, rip this guy, Pete, but it just upsets me. And it's like Denver, I just think, are a little – they're more street tougher than these guys, too. I don't know. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Denver plays Miami, man. Like, the style of basketball that's going on right now here, Denver just reminds me of a tough street team that I like playing with house money right now. What do you think happens tonight, Pete? Yeah, I would echo those sentiments. And going back to LeBron, you and I are on the same page like that. I mean, it's enough is enough. You know, you're up, you're up 1-0 in the Western Conference Finals, and you make it about yourself and only getting 16 votes for an MVP that you already won four times. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the time to win your fourth championship. L.A. hasn't won one in a decade. The one thing about LeBron, look at the scoring quarter by quarter. First quarter, outstanding. Second quarter, not too bad. Third quarter, it diminishes. And fourth quarter, LeBron has been a no-show. You know, 17 years, 35 years old, is starting to showcase. Davis has to be more active, um, not only on the boards, but he's got to dominate the ball. And I think right now, you know, Jokic has been the dominating big man in the series. It's time to go mano a mano. Uh, Davis has got to say, hey, coach, I want to guard Jokic and let him guard me, and I'm going to show that I'm the best big man in the league. That's what Anthony Davis needs to do instead of focusing, hey, coach, I'm a four-man. I can shoot threes. No, you're not. <laughs> you could shoot them, but if you want to yeah. win, which you haven't <laughs> done in your career, Anthony Davis, you got to go inside and make it happen and dominate Nikola Jokic. I think Denver comes out here aggressively with confidence. They don't know how to defend the Lakers, that is. Jokic and Murray on that pick and roll. Murray had 12 assists, guys. He's unselfish, and he can score whenever he wants. The Lakers, are they're in trouble if they let Denver come out here with an early lead and then really play with that lead in the second half because Lakers have been up. When they're up, the Lakers play better. Uh, I see this man being tied up after tonight, guys. Yeah, you know what? It's a great point as far as LeBron and you know, great story as far as Tom Brady is concerned a couple of years ago. I don't know if it was Collins. I think it was Collins. I, I'm not positive, though. Anyways, the story is accurate, but the player it was a guy on the Patriots. He'd been in the league for like two, three years. He had a great year. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. And he was literally crying. Right? People think, oh, they're crying. They were talking about a linebacker on the Patriots, right? He was in his locker, and he was crying. And he was sitting there. And he was like this. He was like, he was yelling. He punched stuff. And he was like, this is effing whatever, man. Tom Brady said, hey, yo. Brady got up and yelled. And Brady doesn't do that. He said, yo. He went over to the locker. He said, around here? And Brady said, you think I give a crap about Aaron Rodgers or whoever wins the effing MVP? He goes, we don't play for awards here. We play for rings. 
Super Bowls. Damn right. <laughs> That's a leader right there. Right? That's, That's Tom true. Brady. Brady said, you think I care? Right. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP? He goes, I play for Super Bowls, kid. He goes, we play for Super Bowls in this ring, not Pro Bowls. You know, that's that's a leader right there, right? Like, and like you said, LeBron, oh, oh this is unbelievable. It's like, shut up, LeBron. You, people call you the king. What do you want more? Like, I can't what, believe what the, the thing, like, you know the mean? thing, like, guys, I can't believe they penned a letter. Like, what are you, like a little grade three, like ratting out the kid? He stole my lunch money? Hey, dear NBA, LeBron's being mistreated. Like, come on, Pete. That's out of, like, we're grown men here. The guy, they're penning a letter complaining that he gets hit? That's pathetic. Well, there's nobody who's gotten the benefit of the doubt from the officials. When's the last time LeBron James fouled out of a basketball game, guys? I mean, like, That's a great look point. at the box score. You look at yeah. the box score, everybody's got five, six fouls, four fouls. LeBron's got one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> he never fouls out. And, and plays after. Look at him. Look yeah, at him. One. Contact. He does that what? Me on. Because he's so surprised <laughs> they actually called it. All right, Pete, we'll let you get to the studio looking good. Thanks for the time, Pete. Annapolis RDS Television. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi, kicking over the Ranger Red Cam. A store text to Pete Annapolis. For joining us on the program, Pete thinks Denver are going to hang around and actually win mm. uh, this basketball game uh, this evening. I'm really looking forward to, to this uh, game. Denver wins, man, and we've got uh, we've got a real series, man. Suddenly becomes a best of two or three, and we've seen crazy things happen uh, in the bubble already uh, so far. A Miami-Denver NBA Finals is actually Adam Silver's like worst nightmare. So <laughs> exactly, the Denver Nuggets are going to have to deliver a knockout punch. Like they're going to have to be up by six, eight. Like you know, you don't have to win by twenty, but if you, you know what I mean, like if it's tied late and stuff, as Pete stated, like LeBron's not going to. You know, they don't call. It's LeBron and the Lakers. It's 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 all about ratings. It really is. It's big. So you're going to have to you have to go up there and do it. Let's get into the football though right now. Uh, a yeah. little bit. So uh, Thursday night uh, football, and uh, we got line movement. People jumping in on the over of this uh, football game, uh, and it's funny too, Cam, because you would figure people like used to, you know. I guess they're on to it. I brought it up a couple of weeks ago, if you remember. I said mm-hmm. these Thursday night games with crappy teams, they always go over the number. They always like anytime you think, oh God, this is going to be the most boring game in the history of the NFL. It'll turn into a 38-37 game. It just yep. is. It's the it's just the the it's the the laws of football nature for for whatever reason. But wow, you got the Dolphins and the Jags playing Cam, and the total is up to forty nine and a half mm. right now at FanDuel. Forty nine yep. and a half. It's like the Chiefs I- and Steelers are playing or something. Exactly, buddy. And that's the thing, man. We talk about a hot shower steam. I can't believe how much this has gone up. We're almost talking fifty points, Gabe. This is a tough game, right? And now, when you lose DJ Chark with Jacksonville, too, I have to believe with the weapons that they have, Chanel, the kid from Colorado, he's still young. They don't have a big core. They're going to have to establish a running game, and Robinson has been very good for them. That kid has stepped up in a major way. As for Miami, uh, the same type of thing. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is one of the things. They're playing over their heads right now. I'm telling you, Gabe, I get it. 
And you'd think, okay, this is a low-rated game. We're going up against, you know, the Raiders. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, the Denver Nuggets and the uh, L.A. Lakers tonight. I'm thinking, you know what? I understand why people are doing it, but the move is too strong. I like the under. And if you, I know I heard your promo before when I was doing uh, updates on Pharrell saying, how do I lay three points with the Jags? I'm starting to think the same thing. I would probably, I might tease the game, get Miami at plus 10 and under 56 and a half. Even if there is points, I don't know how they're going to get that many points, buddy. I know uh, Fitzmagic, he's due for a couple picks. Minshew can do the same thing, but that total's too high. I, I kind of, I'm not sure where you're going, but I think it's a little too high. You know what? I would take, I would take the Miami Dolphins on the money line. Give me the fish. Uh, the Miami Dolphins on the money line, uh, but problem is it's only plus 128 right now yeah only plus 128 and I, I can choose all right am i getting plus 128 or am i can i get three points i'm going to take the three points uh in this situation but i think it tells you something that the money line is so low uh on on the miami dolphins even though they are getting uh three points it's amazing what a couple of weeks can do and it's amazing what a couple of covers can do basically one win and a cover because a couple of weeks ago, everybody was saying the Jacksonville Jags are going to be one of the worst teams in the history of the National Football League. Oh, for sure, they're going to be the worst team in the league. And I was one of them. I thought, I listen, I thought they were a live dog against uh, Indianapolis. But I also thought yep. that they were going to be the worst team in the National Football League. They, they better be careful. Like, they win tonight. And they, they're already out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I don't know. The New York Jets aren't winning two games this year. Who are the Jets no. beating and how? Right, the Jets looks like the Jets to me. I think the Jets are the worst team in football. They have the worst roster. Like you look at the Jags, like the Jags have like Gardner Minshew tries. He's fun. He throws the ball. You know what I mean? Like the Jags, like the Jets go to work, like thinking, "Oh my God, this sucks. Like this is terrible." The Jags actually have fun. You know what I mean? Like the Jags are a fun team. They know that they're you know the, the organization wants to tank, and they're going out there and competing. So, you know, they're a fun team. They got some pieces. They got some talent. They're going to win some football games this year. It looks like the Jags, I don't know, look at the four wins or five wins or something like that. And yep. they'll screw themselves. And they're not going to get the top pick or the second pick. We'll see how it works out. I know it's only two weeks in right now. But anyways, listen, the Miami Dolphins are, look, two weeks before the year started, Cam, everyone the Jags suck, right? What were people yep. saying about the Dolphins before the year? Oh, they're oh, going to be up and comers. They came on last year. They're good. Flores a great coach. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a team, you know, they might win nine games this year. They might compete for that last playoff spot or at least, you know, eight and eight. And like, you know what I mean? Like people thought, hey, the Dolphins are on the uptick. I saw people, some people predicting the Dolphins would like contend for the division title this year. That's All right? stupid. Yeah, I yeah. know. So now they're 0-2, and now suddenly the Jags are three-point favorites. I'm just stating it's amazing what a couple of games can do. But, and uh, listen, the Jags, nice start for the Jags. They played good football. you got to give them credit. Two covers or 2-0 against the spread. you got to give them credit yeah. for that. Uh, but True. that being stated, let's look at the Miami Dolphins. They played the New England Patriots in the first game of the year, and they played the Buffalo Bills in the second game of the year. It's not an easy one-two punch to play. All right, like the Patriots are, what, what do the Patriot offense just do against Seattle? They put up 30 points. A lot. <laughs> yeah, they, you know yes. what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's not like Dolphins. And another thing is, think about this. How hard was that for the Miami Dolphins to play the first game against Cam Newton? Nobody knew what the game plan was, Cam. And does he yes. throw? Does he run? What's he going to do? Is What's McDaniels going to do? They never saw one anything. 
they were totally reacting. Oh my God, he's running all the time. You know what I mean? Like they had no idea. They had no idea. Last week against the Bills, they were in that game. They racked. They went up and down the field on the Bills. Um, they racked up a ton of yards. Um, and, and week one, Fitzpatrick threw three interceptions because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Hey, listen, the Dolphins on a teaser tonight is a great pick. Up to plus 10. I think it goes over to 42 and a half as well on a teaser. But, I, you know, if you want to wait, you want to put the Dolphins on a teaser. And how about this, Cam? We don't do this very often, but you want to roll out and mix together a nice uh, NFL NBA teaser? Seven and five. Seven yep. and five. For those of you who are unaware, you can do an NBA NFL teaser. You can add five points to the NBA team, so we can get the Denver Nuggets plus 11. Nuggets plus 11? Ooh. And the Miami Dolphins plus 10. How do you like that? <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> Imagine really this, does. Gabe. Oh, I'm doing it right now. I'm not even no, I'm doing it right now. I'm putting no, it I love right it. I, I love it. I'll tell you this. Isn't this hilarious? So think about this. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be like tanking for Trevor, all this type of thing. Say they win four or five games, right? They've been competitive. The Jets win one or two. They're the worst team in the league. So what do they do? They go out and draft Lawrence, and then what do you do with Sam Darnold? He's going to go, and then know what the funny thing is? Maybe they flip him to Jacksonville or a team like that because that would be a team that actually, like Gardner Minshew is doing well now, but we know his story. Gardner Minshew is like a horse. He comes out of the gate really, really hot, but he then he slows down at the end. That's I prefer Minshew to Sam Darnold. Interesting. That is interesting. Okay. A six rounder well, over uh, the third overall pick in the draft. Yeah. yeah I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. But you know what I'm saying, though, right? Because the way things are looking right now, it's a long season. But hey, this Jacksonville tanking stuff, like, come on. If Sam, Darnold, if Sam Darnold was on the Jacksonville Jaguars, you think that they would have beat the Colts in week one? As if. They, they, they would, oh, he doesn't have anyone to work with. He doesn't have anything. I get it. Sam Darnold does it, but other quarterbacks don't make excuses. You know what I mean? Josh Allen didn't have a lot to work with over the years, yet he got criticized. You know what I mean? Like this Sam Darnold golden boy stuff about being protected. You know, and, I, and listen, I, I was up close to this organization, and I saw the other day in the New York Post, they were like, uh, everyone, the Jets should, like, every, every, everyone's available, like, scratch it all, except for Sam Darnold. And they were talking about, oh, the next coach you hire should be all about Sam Darnold. It's like, dude, like, the guy's not a franchise quarterback. And he said it himself, and I'll never forget this years ago, when Sam Darnold was at USC, and they said to him, they said, you know, NFL teams are uh, tank talking about tanking to get you. And he said, well, that's making a big mistake. He goes, I wouldn't tank to get me. And he said that when he was in USC. And he wasn't lying. Kid's honest. He's a nice kid. He's just like, but he's not like going to save your franchise. The Jets are a mess anyways. Uh, yeah. Listen, I think Miami can win this game outright tonight. I just don't think it's enough value at the plus 128. I'd rather just take the three points uh, with, with the Dolphins. As I say, look, the Dolphins, that was tough, man, playing against uh, the Patriots in week one. Then you played one, you know, two, you played basically two of the top five defenses in the NFL with the Bills uh, and, and the Patriots. And so two weeks in, now you're getting the Jags. And, you know, let's not get carried away. Yeah, they covered a point spread last week. They beat Phillip Rivers and the Colts in week one. I just think it's a little bit of an overreaction tonight. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins plus three. Yeah, earlier in the week I was saying oh, sorry, Jacksonville. Yeah, sorry, now, sorry. I, sorry, I just yeah. want to throw this. Uh, the Blue Jay game and the Yankees uh, starts in two minutes. Who you got? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on the Blue Jays. Uh, 
their magic numbers won. Uh, they beat the Yankees the other day, right? Uh, Ryu's going uh, today. I think he's the guy that uh, gets the job done. Montgomery's been okay, Gabe. You're getting the team as a dog that's really, really loose right now. I think the Jays at plus money is the way to go. It's going to be hard to beat the Yankees twice, but it's not just a homer play. I really believe it, and uh, I think they're going to win this game tonight. I'm in. Let me let me throw it out here quickly. Uh, our bad. We still got a couple of minutes, so I like both strikeout guys to go over the number tonight. Ryu over five and a half. Uh, Montgomery over four and a half. So Ryu over uh, five and a half. Montgomery over four and a half. Strikeout props for the the Blue Jays in the Yankee game uh, coming up uh, here. For the record, too, the Yankees and the Blue Jays, guys. I talked about it earlier, and I, you know, this is just off the top of my head. I was noticing every damn game's a blowout when these two teams play each other. They played each other nine times. So this is the tenth game tonight. Last time, um, Cam, only one out of the nine have been a one-run game. Yeah. So the run line is eight and one in the nine games. Only once all year did the Blue, Blue Jays and Yankees play, and it ended up being a one-one game. The run line, make whoever pro- wins, wins by two or more. At eight out of nine would, times. Yeah, I would make a prediction too. Probably seven of those nine have gone over the number. They've been like twelve oh, yeah. to four, crazy stuff, <laughs> big so time. Ryu over five and a half. <laughs> Montgomery over four and a half. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. Let's get into uh, some uh, Thursday night football props. I'm Renzi. Uh, Cam Stewart kicking it uh, with us uh, here on this Thursday night. Uh, we've got you covered. We'll get into the college football game as well. I've got an opinion on UAB and South Alabama. What a shock that I have an opinion on a college uh, football <laughs> game uh, that's uh, kicking off. Uh, it's funny. I've asked a couple of people about that game. Hey, what do you think about that uh, UAB-South Alabama game? Well, uh, <laughs> they kind of trail off. Well, it's not really on my list. Other, I'm looking at other games uh, this week. But our main man, Drew Martin Betts, was all over it. <laughs> I asked him about it. He started breaking it down. Uh, I, just quickly on that, I'll tell you guys, South Alabama are a scrappy team, and they've been scrappy yeah. this year. And, you know, they were a two-win football team last year, so they're sort of getting lined, and the perception is that they're terrible. But we talked about it in week one, man. Remember when they beat Southern Miss? We were on them. And yeah. And I said, guys, they have this freshman quarterback last year. He came on. He started, like, the second half of the season. Their offense went from scoring, like, 18 points a game to, like, uh, 29 points a game with this kid. And, you know, they're, just, they're, they're much more efficient offensively right now. The, uh, the starting quarterback for UAB is out. All right, what's the kid's name? Tyler Johnson, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, t- uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, God, I'm good. Tyler Johnson. Uh, so, yeah, Tyler Johnson's out, starting quarterback for UAB. I saw this kid, Bryson uh, Lucero. Bryson oh, yeah. Lucero. <laughs> yeah, he's, he wasn't yeah. pretty. Wasn't pretty, no. all right? No, it wasn't. Although, listen, it was against Miami. It's not easy playing a hurricane. True. But, True. You know, listen, the kid, he's not um, – uh, I think he's going to have some problems. Uh, here, like they're going to be running the football. I just think the number's a little bit high, and I think the total's a little bit low. You know, we're getting seven and a half right now. It was six and a half yesterday. I don't know what what, what the move is up to seven and a half, but I'll gladly take it. I just realized, actually, Cam, what's the uh, South Alabama nickname? Jaguars. Yeah. Who's playing in the NFL tonight? 
Jaguars. <laughs> I feel like uh, yeah. it's a Jaguar night. Yeah, I know, but we were betting on the Dolphins in the other game. Were we? Are we doing Dolphins yeah, and Jaguars? Out, yeah, I'm just pointing out that the two football games tonight, both teams yes. are called Jaguars. That's, that's all I was pointing. Too bad Portland's still not, still not playing basketball. We could add Blazers and Blazers. <laughs> I feel like uh, George Costanza in the scene with, with Seinfeld. He goes, no, yeah. you don't need it in with him. You already have the same name. Yeah. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I had it in with him. I was going to joke. You don't need it in with him. You have the same name. Jerry. Exactly. No, I was just pointing out. I, don't know. I thought it was interesting, Cam, that both games were involved Jaguars tonight. Yeah, it's true. Like For a Jaguar was... sound effect, but it wasn't coming. <laughs> but I will say this, Marantz, you're right. A Jaguar in college. Term... What's the dolphin? What? What's your dolphin sound effect? Oh God, I don't. Is that so? What do you? Would you give me a dolphin? <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know what to do. It's like a. That's that sounds like a little puppy, but I don't know how to do a dolphin sound either. Yeah, it's I think tough. Sorry, like it comes it goes in here. Now it might be a little bit more. Uh, it might be a little bit more like higher, louder. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I've never seen a dolphin. Uh, really. I've never seen a dolphin. Actually, you know what? I've seen them like, I saw one. I've seen a few, not up close. I've seen them in the ocean, but like just sort of, hey, there's a dolphin flew, you know what I mean? Through yeah. the water type thing. Oh, no. Yeah. I've never like petted it. I've never seen a dolphin up close. Oh, I've rode a dolphin before. Like I've like grabbed him and he's like I taking me around dolphin. for a tour. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like, I, I saddled the dolphin, dolphin, like, saddled a that horse. dolphin right now, that dolphin's back, man. You killed the dolphin, Cam. Like, yeah, that, that was, right yeah. Now, fired workers' comp at SeaWorld. Exactly. <laughs> that stupid bear, that guy just broke me, man. No, I actually, when I was, like, a younger guy, like, more of a cub, uh, I took a dolphin for a ride. It's actually, there's a misconception out there. They're, like, friendly, but sometimes they get a little bit, uh, they can be moody, too. Like, I've seen the dolphin start to chirp at other people, you know? They're they're an interesting animal. Very, 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 very tough, though. I wouldn't mess with them. They look friendly, but they're tougher than they look. We're taking the dolphins tonight. And the other yeah, jaguar. I don't mess. Uh, yeah, I don't mess. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're taking the Jags. We, we're taking the Jags tonight. Jaguars, but not Jacksonville, South Alabama. No, Alabama. Not to Correct. confuse anybody. All right. Uh, so, yeah. listen, let, let, let me fire off the props for our loyal listeners uh, right now. Uh, without further ado, let's just get into it because these numbers uh, do move. So, this is what I played, uh, Cam, tonight for the football game. We'll get our basketball props, too. And you know, we've been on a roll this week. We'll see if we can keep it going. So, um, starting out with a guy, and I'm going to pat myself on the back on this one. I was in a fantasy football draft, and my uh, my computer froze of all times, Cam. Like, literally, you can't make it up. Like, my computer froze, and on auto draft, they took George Kittle for me. But it was a second-round pick, and whatever. Now yeah. it's hurt, of course, but whatever. So, later on, I drafted Mike Gusecki. I need another tight end. Oh. I was like, you know what? I'm going to draft Mike Gusecki. Dude, Kittle was out. I don't think Kittle would have got 30 fantasy points. Kiseki got me 30 fantasy points. The Jacksonville Jaguars, these guys, they give up, Cam, the third most production to the tight end position in the NFL. Kiseki's going to have a nice game tonight. Uh, Fitz looks to him. He's the real deal, this guy. He's a good good player. And, I agree. You know, I, I'm not just saying this, but you know, I'm up all night all the time. So I got this last night at like 4 in the morning. Um, and it was three and a half. 
receptions. I was like, I got to take this nap. And now oh, that's great. Half. I still like the four and a half over. I still think he goes over to four and a half. I got him in at 47 and a half receiving yards. I still think he goes over 51 and a half receiving yards. So I like the second tonight to have a big game, uh, Cam. But with no DJ Shark tonight, and I know Robinson's good, but the Jags throw the ball a lot. Like Minshew's going to throw the ball about 25, you know, 30 times. He's so accurate, though. So, yeah. like, let's say 23, 25 times. He's literally like 22 or 25 all the time and stuff, this kid. So, you know, they're going to throw the ball with no shark. Like, put it this way his completion prop is 22 and a half cap. So, therefore, who's he got to throw to? Like, who, like the, the wide receiver props for the Jags are too low. Um, Keeneland Cole is four and a half. He's going over, bro. Keeneland Cole is going over four and a half receptions. I got Chris Conley over two and a half. I got Chris Conley over two and a half, Cam. I like that. Both I also are, like. Both going over the what, numbers. What about, uh, you know, Chanel Jr., the kid from uh, Colorado? I His receiving yards is 45 and a half. He might go to him tonight, too. I do agree I with live, what you're saying. I can live with the yards with Chanel. I can live with the yards with Chanel. My only problem with Chanel is, Cam, the prop is three and a half for him tonight. Feels low, eh, three and a half, but he's never caught four balls yet in a game. So without now, now the shark is in there. Is that going to change? I just, he's a rookie. That's my deal here. You know what I mean? And I don't know, maybe, you know, famous last words. He's probably going to have five catches. I'm not trying to talk you out of the camp. I prefer the yards for Chanel. But uh, listen, I'll tell you right now, Cole is going to be the guy. And if you want to roll the dice with a touchdown prop too, Cole is your guy. Cole is going to haul in some receptions. Conley's over two and a half. It's only two and a half here, Cam. Um, so listen, I don't have a problem with Chanel. I, trust me, I looked at it, and I think you can almost take all of them. Really, look if if the yeah. prop is twenty two and a half for completions, and Cole is the number one wide receiver, his prop is four and a half. Conley's like a number two slash three. He's two and a half. Chanel is three and a half. Dude, that's only four six nine. That's ten and a half passes. That's ten and a half completions. Like he's not going to complete ten twelve passes to the backfield. Like, no. you do the math. There's only a couple of guys he can throw to. You know what? I don't have a problem with the Chanel one. I like the other ones better at four and a half and two and a half, but I can live with the Chanel at three and a half. And since I'm a degenerate, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to take it. You talk I'm going to say this, too. No, I like Oh, no. But, and think about okay. it. What is the Dolphins' weakness tonight? They got injuries in the secondary, man. Minshew liked well, to throw anywhere. But yes, they also get exactly. cut up on the ground, Cam. Like, that's the thing. They, they get up a lot of you. You can run on the Dolphins. That's one, you know, that's been a big weakness for them. You're right. That's why people are betting the over this game. The Jaguars are averaging 28 and a half points a game so far uh, this year, Cam. That's why people are thinking this game's going to be going uh, going over the number. But as far as Kaseki, let me just rattle off some numbers here for everybody. Uh, as far as Kaseki is concerned, he was targeted 11 times in the last football game against Buffalo. Eight receptions, scored a touchdown as well. And in week one, three receptions on five targets. So uh, tonight he's four and a half. Uh, Jacksonville do have problems with the tight end position. They gave up the third most fantasy points. And I tell you, it's a good correlation, guys, if you look up the, the positions. All right, if if the Jacksonville Jaguars gave up the third most fantasy points to tight ends, then you look at the tight end, right? All right, what was the tight end props? And, you know, you, you can correlate fantasy and betting. And, um, you know, if you're smart, you can, and very advantageously. So... There's the Gasecki prop. Gasecki, I like the yards uh, here as well uh, for, for Gasecki. Uh, Devontae Parker tonight, Kev. 
Speaking of fantasy, here's a guy that's burned me like two, three times, two years in fantasy. I just stay away from him now. But the fact of the matter is he's not hurt coming into tonight. He uh, was targeted four times in week one. He caught all four passes. He was targeted eight times against the Bills. He caught five passes. It's four and a half tonight. It's going to be a higher scoring game. Jacksonville secondary sucks too, Cam. Dude, like everyone's talking about Miami. Let's not forget this, Cam. Jacksonville, Phillip Rivers threw a million yards against these guys. The Titans scored 33 points on them last week, right? That's why the over keeps going up. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried, though, when, when it goes up that much. The books aren't usually wrong by that. You, you understand where I'm coming from, Gabe? I can understand a half and one, and we've seen this movie before. It is significantly going up, and I don't think people, anybody's going to be taking the under. That's just kind of beware. That's, that's all I'm saying. It could be a beware situation. But I agree. If you really look at the game on paper, both offenses should be able to do what they want to do. I love what you're saying about the Jacksonville props, too, for the receivers. I've looked at them all. Cole's a great one, too, man. A couple catches. And remember, this guy can also stretch the field a little bit. People don't understand. Like, he could do those things. Conley, like, Conley's good. Cheneau, I think, is actually going to be – it's more of a breakup party. He's starting to become the guy because without Chark, they're actually going to go to him now. I, I, I agree with you. I think if you bet all four of those, I think you'll go three and one. If you bet the receiver props for Jacksonville, I think you go three and one at worst. Well, there's – I got Conley, Cole – Cheneau, and yeah. who's the fourth? Uh, you could go to, uh, let me see the other guy they got here. You mean two so, and yeah, one? They got th- <laughs> yeah, two and one, two and one. <laughs> what else they have? Uh, Robinson's interesting, though, the, from the running back position. His numbers are pretty high. Like, you really think, I looked at them, I'm like, 70 and a half rushing yards? That's a lot of rushing the thing yards. Is, Sam, let me just say about Cheneau Jr. here out of Colorado. I like the kid, but... Like I said, I remember a lot of games in Colorado, Cam. You get knocked out of the game. Yeah. Oh, it hurts, not hurts. You know what I mean? Um, another thing is, too, in both games, like I said, Shark is in there tonight, so it does change the element a bit. But my point is Minshew doesn't have that rapport with them. It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, Minshew and him hit it off, and you know what I mean? They don't have that rapport yet. Look, he's been targeted eight times in two games, three catches, and very consistent. He hasn't top uh, 37 yards, 35 and 37 yards in, in both those those football games. So, like you said, tonight could be the breakout for him tonight. Good football player. I like I like Shadow. Uh, Me I'm, too. I, I, I'm going to put a little play on it. It's three and a half. We're looking at it. You're ta- we're talking about Cole here, though. Keelan Cole can play. And Keelan Cole, and this, this guys, this was with DJ Shark in a lineup game. In, in the first game against the Colts, he was targeted five times. He hauled in all five passes for 47 yards and a touchdown. Last mm-hmm. week against the Tennessee Titans, he was targeted seven times. He caught six of the balls, uh, 58 yards, 9.7 average, and, oh, yeah, a touchdown. He's got a touchdown in each game. I mean, how do we not take Cole to score a touchdown tonight? I like that, too. Now that, that And then the numbers for this game, you're getting a little bit of value. It's not like minus. You're getting everything at the plus because the books understand they, these teams are spreading it around. Game time decision continues. More picks coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Game time decision continues. I am Renzi throwing it down with a raging redhead. Uh, Cam uh, Stewart, uh, right, we're rattling off some picks. What do you got coming up here, here Cam? Yeah, baseball's really tough. Uh, as we said, the Blue Jay game is just on right now, Marenzi. Just taking a look at some other stuff a little bit later. There's nothing really that I like. That uh, There's nothing. Like, I'm going to bet on the Orioles-Boston uh, Red Sox game. Pass Detroit-Kansas City. Pass. The only other one that I would look at, again, would be the Oakland A's, but that's a later on start against the Dodgers, getting like 200 against Bueller. Like, uh, that, the, other than that, I have not, no real opinion. And a lean, okay, I have one lean. The Milwaukee Brewers uh, playing a little bit better. Uh, it's only 35 cents. Uh, your boy, Mr. Burns versus uh, Kim yeah. tonight. Milwaukee over St. Louis is something that I would look at. But, hey, dude, you know, Gabe, we're betting on the college game. We got the NBA game. We got the NFL game and props. Baseball, a little bit on the back burner. I only got four plays tonight, and three of them are in action right now, buddy. Yeah, me too. Baseball back burner, four strikeout props. We gave you Ryu over five and a half earlier. Montgomery over four and a half earlier. Uh, we'll take uh, Cobb, Alex Cobb over three and a half uh, strikeouts. And oh, Bubik, Bubik over <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> wow, you're going with Kansas City and Bubik? Yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> We're digging deep. Four, hey, who's four, on your yeah, fantasy yeah. team? Bob and Bubik. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 enough. Like when, basically, yes. when, when you've got a strikeout prop bet on Alex Cobb, you know you're a degenerate. Like that's what it's yeah. like. Boy, like, especially all this football. What do you got tonight? <laughs> Bubik got that guy Bubik yeah. on KC to get five strikeouts. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> Cobb three that's and awesome. a half, Bubik four and a half, and uh, we'll we'll break all this down. But for those of you who got to tap out. Dr. David Chow is going to join us in a couple of minutes, as I was just informed uh, of. Uh, but uh, for our NFL props, Devontae Parker over four and a half receptions. Gasecki over four and a half receptions. Uh, Gasecki over 51 and a half receiving yards. Keelan Cole over four and a half receptions. Mike Conley, Mike Conley, Chris Conley over two yeah. and a half uh, receptions. I like Keelan Cole to score, uh, to score a touchdown, too. But we'll get into that mm. on the other side. We transition in-game live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 